they're looking to me for, you know, advice on whether or not I'm an expert. <laughs> I, I certainly don't feel like I'm an expert, but I still feel that responsibility that whatever I put out to them needs to be something that I fully believe in. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudoua, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, I was thinking about our conversation that we had with Heidi St. John must have been about 10 years ago when she was one of our speakers at our exhibitor retreat. You know, we have homeschool exhibitors across the United States. We try to get together every now and then and just, you know, for encouragement because we like each other. And one year we had Heidi St. John as our speaker. I remember that. It was in Williamsburg. Yeah, it was super. It was super because, yes, we had this incredible speaker in Heidi St. John. Yes, we were in Williamsburg, Virginia, and we got to go through the colonial Williamsburg. And, see and yes, I got 500 half-ounce bottles of Tabasco Oh, that yeah, that year. was that – was, okay, I got to tell that story because that's a hilarious story. So this was before Christmas. You had said to me, kind of in passing, kind of joking – that you wish you had those little tiny cute bottles of Tabasco sauce to take with you when you travel because they're small enough to get through security without, you know, flagging TSA or whatever. And of course, I made a mental note and I ordered 500 bottles of those little guys. We passed them out to all the exhibitors that weekend and Every now and then, a little bag of those little hot sauces with the ribbon on it yeah, three showed or four up. Of them, a big pile. <laughs> I couldn't get it back through security, you so I get... said, "Denise, would you just mail this to me, please?" <laughs> I still use those. Oh wow! I wonder if there's an expiration end date on no them. on Tabasco. No, it's just vinegar and pepper. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it will save you if you um, end up in a, a horrible breakfast buffet situation. <laughs> you can dump enough Tabasco on anything becomes edible. Well, we do have to be careful because now all of our listeners know that your favorite food is Tabasco or any food with Tabasco on it. <laughs> yeah, or anything like hot. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so who knows? <laughs> yes. I could be getting hot sauce gifts randomly over the next year. Yeah, Heidi had um, encouraged us. Yes, she did. We have lots and lots of people who, you know, love IEW, who talk about IEW, and she said – you know what, there's a really great way to thank these people who talk about us, and that is to start an affiliate program and thank them by giving, you know, a little bit of kickback on their sales. And so we launched this about five or six years ago, our affiliate program for you listeners who may be interested in becoming an IEW affiliate, go to IEW.com slash affiliate, link in the show notes. <laughs> and we have, as a guest today, one of our top affiliates. Not one of our top, the top. The top. You know, because you write the checks. <laughs> and that's Erica Arndt. Erica, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize I was your top affiliate. <laughs> 
Well, you have quite a following, and my goodness, I thought I was hyperactive. I'm pretty sure, Erica, you must be hyperactive <laughs> with all that you do. Um, hyperactive, I... <laughs> energetic. energetic. Energetic and very busy, yes. Yeah, I do have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Tell us about your family. Um, well, we have four kids, and so that definitely in and of itself would keep anyone extremely busy. Um, but we also decided to homeschool, as you guys know. And so, you know, and then I started a homeschooling blog, which led to all kinds of um, craziness. And so, yeah, we we are very busy. I'm luck- lucky that my husband is um, working from home. Um, he does remote contract work. He's a software developer. So, uh, that helps out a little bit because he's around a little bit and can kind of help me out and we can kind of tag team some things. But um, yeah, we have been uh, homeschooling for, I think, 13 or 14 years now. And so it's it's been a journey. It's been really fun. Um, but yes, we are we are busy. <laughs> and how old are your children? Um, my kids are currently 11, 14, 15, and 17. Okay. So That's... we have entered high school. <laughs> In energetic and fun ages. So what what is your blog and why did you decide to start it? Um, well, it's kind of funny. My blog is called Confessions of a Homeschooler, um, for those of you who don't know. And originally I started it because we live about an hour away from both of our um, families and I just wanted them to have a way to kind of see what we were doing. Um, they also weren't fully on board with homeschooling. And so, you know, I just thought, hey, if I can kind of show them what we're doing every day and that the kids are actually working and, and learning and, um, you know, that that would make them feel better and just a way for them to keep up with us. And I remember shortly after we started, um, we had a few followers and I was like, well, that's weird. You know, who are these people? And it was more than our family. So, um, and slowly, um, it just kept growing and growing and pretty soon people were asking for certain things. And I was like, well, you know, if I like this, maybe I can help other people with this as well. And so it really was a kind of an organic growth. I did not um, start my blog in hopes of starting a business or anything like that. It, it just kind of uh, grew on its own, I guess. And I, you know, we kind of prayed over, you know, what are, what are what's our goal here at this point? Because, you know, our following kind of grew quickly. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't planning, like I said, on being a business. And so um, I really felt like, you know, God was leading me to, you know, help other homeschoolers that might be in my same situation. Um, when you're starting out, it's fresh in your mind what, what it's taking to get going. And so it was easy for me to like, you know, kind of just share what I did to get started with other people. And so it just kind of grew from there. And I feel like God really kind of grew the blog and I was more just along for the ride, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have, you have a, a couple of blogs and, well, there's a few channels that you reach those who follow you. Yes. Um, so I, I started out strictly with homeschooling um, stuff and then I started creating my own printables because I couldn't find things, you know, what that I was looking for. So I'm like, well, I'll just make it myself. I did kind of have a graphic um, design background. So it was sort of easy for me to just make stuff for us to use. Um, and I eventually just started sharing that. Um, I have a lot of free stuff on there for people. Um, and then my readers actually were the ones who said, hey, if you bundle this, I would be more than happy to pay for it. And so that's kind of how my Letter of the Week curriculum came about. I just bundled it thinking no one would buy it. I mean, it's all for free. And we sat down to dinner that night. We released it. And I was thinking, okay, please just maybe one. It was like $10 at the time. And we got done with dinner and we had over $400 in sales. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was right. not expecting that. So my readers were really the ones that were kind of like, hey, you know, we, we really like this. We're willing to invest in you and we want to thank you for your time. And so that's kind of how it started. And then I started the crafting side. 
and started doing quilting and things like that. And people were asking for patterns. And so I started writing patterns. And so now I really have Confessions of a Homeschooler blog. Um, and then I have my YouTube channel, which I do some homeschooling um, videos on. I also do quilting and sewing tutorials, as you know, on there. We also have some homeschooling courses available. Um, and um, one that we did for writing, um, you know, where I kind of uh, help people with writing curriculum and things like that, which you might find of interest. But yeah, so it kind of <laughs> grew into two different things. And um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I noticed that one of your uh, YouTube, and I, I imagine this is, this is pretty wildly popular because homeschooling parents just want someone to tell them what to use. Yes. Tell me what to use. And you kind of go through each of your kids. And this is what we're doing with our 11th grader this year. That's mm -hmm. all the further I got. Because, <laughs> yeah, and you're you're using, for example, you're using Fixit's Sir Gawain and the Sir Gawain. We actually had a conversation <laughs> yesterday of how to say Sir Gawain. Gawain. Is it Gawain? Is it yeah? So it's Gawain. Yeah, we According have that to the <laughs> Wikipedia pronunciation guide. Yes, Gawain, yes. Yeah. which is the highest level of Fixit we sell. <laughs> So yes. yeah, you can you can assure your parents on both sides that if your daughter can handle that level of instruction for fix yeah. it, well she's in 11th grade, then she's doing great. Yeah, I think we've used them all. I think we've used all the way from book 1 to your top book at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I have to confess since it's homeschool confessions. <laughs> I tried personally to do that level 6 fix it and I couldn't. It was just way more complicated than <laughs> I could handle. I didn't have really the runway of spending a couple of years right. building up to it. But yeah, people people sometimes ask me, if we do all these fix-it, will it be enough? And the answer is, it, it will be 100 times more than enough. You'll know more grammar than 99.9999999% of all English-speaking people <laughs> on the planet. Yes. Um, I can definitely attest to that. We... Yeah, I did start everybody with book one because it was new to us. And um, as you know, we're an affiliate for you guys. So you sent it to us to try out when it first came out. And um, so she's been through every level. And her. we also do a once a week options program where she does um, a, a language, English. She did creative writing, a couple of those different classes there. And every single English teacher that she has been with has said that she is amazing. She is college ready. Um, and this they were telling us that last year she was in 10th grade. Um, and that they felt like she would be ready to do, you know, dual enrollment college classes um, in her English. And she was way ahead of anybody else. And she's actually doing quite well in that um, highest level that you guys have. Uh, she hasn't had really a whole lot of problems with it. It's, it was just kind of a natural progression from book one all the way to the Cirque Wayne. So yeah, she's doing great. And, and it wasn't just me because I'm her mom. Her other teachers have said it as well. So, And she does great on her standardized testing. So I think that's a good... Uh, indication as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, give her my congratulations and best regards. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so we have recently sent to you as an affiliate our latest structure and style for students one year one level A. What any initial thoughts on that, Erica? Yes. Oh my gosh, I am so excited that um, 
that this came. I wasn't, when I had first talked to you about getting it, I thought, well, you know, we already went through level ones or level A. So, you know, I, I'll take a look at it. Um, I am actually planning on doing it again. I have, my youngest is in fifth grade. Um, and a couple of the things that I'm really um, looking forward to in it is it looks like it has uh, more video lessons. So it, uh, I think it said on here 24 full video lessons. Um, yep. It also includes vocabulary. It also includes literary, um, literature suggestions. Um, and then it has the fix-it grammar suggestions as well. And so I think for me, it just kind of tied all of your things up into one happy little bundle. Um, and it looks a little bit easier to navigate through as well. Um, and the other thing that I really love about it also is that it's streaming. Um, most of our new curriculum or our new computers do not even have cds in them anymore and i know people are still purchasing those because they purchase our curriculum on cd as well um but for us the streaming is just way more convenient and it just makes my life a lot easier and it's lifetime access right so i can just you know i don't have to constantly be digging out my (laughs) cd-roms you know all that so i'm really excited and i think we are going to um she's going through one of your the theme-based writing units right now um Mm -hmm. and i might kind of I don't know. I kind of want to start this now, actually, but we might do it again next year, even though it's, I think, geared for, what is it, thir- three through five for grade level wise. Um, she'll just be in sixth grade, so I think it'll be okay to go back through this again. Um, and I really like how it's set up. The teacher's manual is really nice. It came with a binder and everything was just told, told you exactly how to set it up and put everything in there and you're just kind of like ready to go. So I am super excited about that. So, uh Erica, when and how did you first come into contact with me or IEW? So when we first started homeschooling, uh, I was kind of overeager. So I was, of course, researching everything, even though my daughter was only like three. Um, <laughs> and I was talking to veteran homeschool moms. I was going to homeschool groups. And a lot of them had re- recommended IEW. And when I first took a look at it, it looked a little overwhelming. Um, you know, they had the course that teachers should take. And it was also kind of expensive at the time for us. And so I just kind of wrote it off. I really gave it about a five-minute look over. And I thought, oh, that's not for us. I'm just going to find something easier. And so I started out with a various different curriculum. Things weren't working well. What I found were a lot of worksheets where there would be a short lesson and then a here now go write this story, but not a lot of instruction for your student. And it was working okay for my oldest, but when my son came up, he really was struggling with that. He he couldn't figure out. I mean, we were spending 20 minutes just trying to figure out what to write about, not to mention then how to formulate that into sentences and a paragraph. And so I would get things like, um, I like frogs, frogs are green, frogs like to hop, the end. And obviously, I was having a hard time trying to get him to you know, make that more interesting. Let's make your story a little bit longer. Let's have a point, you know. And and so it was hard for me as a teacher. He kind of did what the worksheet requested, but it obviously wasn't proper paragraphing or anything like that. And so after spending probably way more than what the IEW cost in the first place, I finally was like, okay, maybe I should revisit this. And so we started with your student writing intensive. And immediately, my older student, who was actually a decent writer at the time, it just really improved her writing, like took it to a whole new level. She was writing way more than what, you know, I was even expecting of her. And my son, who was struggling more, all of a sudden, he was like, oh, I can formulate a paragraph. Oh, you know, it kind of takes the guesswork out of it. I mean, it's especially with your style of 
um, taking a paragraph and then rewriting that paragraph, it really took all of that stress away from him. And so now all of a sudden he wasn't so worried about what to write about and what to say and coming up with ideas. Now he could focus on formulating a good paragraph and he has a checklist and he's very methodical like that. So the checklist was like a blessing for him and for me because he knew it was expected of him. I was able to say, yes, you did all of these things. And it just took a lot of the pressure off of us. And so Unfortunately, I feel like I wasted a lot of time trying other things before I finally came back around and was like, you know, maybe I should give IEW a try. So I've heard about it for years, um, and now I think we've been using it for, what, five or maybe even more years at this point. Um, but, yeah, so I, I wish I would have started with it, you know, earlier, but hindsight is twenty twenty. so <laughs> I'm just glad I have it now. Good to hear. Good to hear. You uh, seem to be able to juggle a lot of things home business, uh, husband at home, uh, four kids, almost all teenagers. Um, yeah. Cruise. She just recently went on a cruise. Oh. <laughs> did you did you go on a cruise for fun or did they pay you? Uh, we, yeah, I wish they would have paid me. No, we went on it for fun. We It was a vacation. We This year we will have been married for 20 years and some friends of ours for 25. And so we went with them in January, um, kind of before this whole coronavirus situation happened. And um, yeah, it was an experience. <laughs> good, good. I think a lot of moms who are starting out with one or two little kids, they look at the extension. Uh, what happens when I have a couple more kids and they're all older and I have to juggle all these grade levels and subjects? Am I going to be able to do this without being so stressed I just want to give up? Yeah. Do you answer that question often? How how do you personally and then how do you coach people to kind of have a lower stress, more relaxed way of living through the homeschool plus life? Yeah, um, that is probably one of the most frequently asked questions that I get. Um, how do I juggle all of our different grades? And I usually encourage people to combine grades wherever they can for certain things. Um, everybody's style is a little bit different. I do believe that things like um, math and uh, reading a lot of times kind of need to be more on grade level because it's just a developmental kind of thing. Um, but things like writing and history and um, art and music and, and science, things like that, a lot of time you can do as a group. And so um, for us, writing has been one of those things. For sure, the student writing intensive, it's kind of, you kind of give a age range that you can do, um, you know, for most of your products. And I think that's really made my life a little bit easier because I am just having to facilitate maybe one subject for, you know, maybe two to three students. Um, now, my youngest, she's always kind of doing her own thing because she's sort of far enough behind the older ones age-wise that, you know, she, she just wouldn't be quite ready for it. Um, but we did the level A with um, all three of my older kids together, and we all watched the videos together, which was very helpful. Um, and then they were all kind of doing the same assignments, which was very helpful. And... You know, of course, they have different levels of work based on, you know, their, their um, progress and skill and things like that. But it really does make your life, I think, a lot easier if you can kind of combine certain things together. And it makes it more fun because you can do projects together. You can do experiments, activities, field trips, and, and all of those kinds of things. So um, I like to combine what I can and then what I can't. You know, we, we work with that. 
that's really good advice. Now, yeah. I just want to I just want to jump in here because you said a couple of things that I think are really, really important that we just kind of be sure that our listeners don't miss. You had your three older kids watch the level A video course, but yet they still so they got the same instruction, but they were writing at different levels. Yes. How how was that possible, Erica? Well, you know the the content that they're going over in that lesson is is pretty uh, flexible, I think, for the age range, which is probably why you put that on there in the first place. Um, but we would all watch the videos together, including me, because I was learning, you know, sort of how to teach it right along with them. We actually bought it used at a, a curriculum fair and started that way. And it was probably the best purchase I've ever made. Um, but but yeah, so we all watch the videos together. And then, you know, after watching Andrew, he really lines it out pretty easily about what's expected. I knew what to look for then as well um, in them. And then, yeah, I had, um, you know, three different grade levels doing that same level. I think I want to say at that time we were one of them was in third, fifth third, fourth, and fifth, somewhere in there, or it might have been fourth, fifth, and sixth. One of them might have just been out of that range. But honestly, it didn't matter because the the skills that are taught in that, you know, if, if I wanted to, I could have probably picked different source texts for her to work out of, but I really didn't feel like we needed to. Really, what was more important that she was getting out of that was how to formulate a proper paragraph, how to formulate a proper sentence, how to put all those together, tie them together so that they make sense, you know, dress them up with more interesting words. And my favorite thing that you guys do are the band words. I love the band words because it's so easy for us to, you know, use those common words. And it really, I think, makes your kids think about how could I make this more interesting. And those band words might seem little, but once they put a more interesting word in there, all of a sudden it kind of opened them up to with more ideas, I guess, right? And so it, it made the story more interesting overall, but it also made just their individual sentences way more interesting. And so, yeah, I was really um, pleased with how it worked with all three of them. So I definitely was on board to use it with my youngest when she got to um, third grade, and she did great with it. So Well, and I know that you just received this Structure and Style for Students. Yes. You're one level A. And so, of course, you're referring to the older now discontinued product. So I just know that our families, our teachers are going to be super excited about so much more help. And yet the same thing is going to be true. If you've got a range of students, just keep them all on the same level for writing. You will have such a better experience. Your kids will be proud of their work. They won't feel like they're having to do something diminutive or too hard. I think it's just a really nice way, easier way to do that plate spinning that you do. <laughs> uh, I definitely that we agree. we all do, right? Yes, I agree. And also, you know, you just expect a little bit different level coming out depending on what grade they are. Obviously, I expected something different from my fifth grader than my third grader or, you know, and, and things like that. But with the way it's laid out, um, it's still quite easy for them as the student to know what's expected of them and they just fill out their check boxes make sure they did everything that was requested of them and the way it's kind of lined up it you know they they end up with like a really nice finished product kind of no matter how old they are um you know they're older the older kids might have just had a more detailed or you know higher level topic or something like that but it still worked out for um all of them to do that same level together and i'm super excited to try this new one um (laughs) I wish I would have got it earlier. (laughs) 
Well, we wish you would have got it earlier, too. But. So you essentially are, at this point, a professional writer yourself. I um, <laughs> no. Because, you know, that's what you do. You blog. I'm curious, do you ever hit a moment where you say, I just don't want to do this now? I don't want to write anything. Or do you just have kind of this constant bubbling of ideas and all you need is just more time to, to get to get them out? Um, yes and no. I have times when I don't have any ideas and I don't want to do it. And I think that's partly why I started my YouTube channel because a lot of times it's easier for me to explain something verbally to someone than to write it out. And I feel like your writing courses actually helped me with my blog posts a little bit as well because if you look at my earlier blog posts, they were pretty short and kind of to the point type of person. Um, and so I do not think I'm a professional writer. Um, and so the videos are kind of easier, but then at times I get an idea and then it's just like a lot of ideas at once and I have to try and write everything down or I'll forget it all. I um, mean, I do my best to get all of that out because I feel like if it's a question I'm having or a struggle I'm having and I can put it out there into, you know, my to my followers and my subscribers and all of that, that if it's something I'm struggling with, Perhaps it's something someone else is also struggling with, and that can be helpful for them. So I do my best to share what I can, and if it helps people, great. And if not, then, you know, whatever, it's out there anyway. Do you find it hard to keep up with all the comments and re and taking time to respond to all the comments, or can you just whip it out? Like, do you type 80 words a minute, or how do you do it? Um <laughs> I actually do type quite quickly. When I was in college, um, I worked for a news station and I had to transcribe videos um, and interviews. And so that really upped my typing game. But yes, um, I get a lot of comments, a lot of emails. And now with social media, I've got a bunch of different platforms to try and, you know, manage. And so I do my best to you know, at least like people's comments. And if it's a question, um, you know, I do my best to try and answer all those. Obviously, I miss some. Um, I also have help. My mom is a VA for me, kind of. And so she fields a lot of my emails coming in. Um, and she kind of handles what she can on that end. And then if she can't, it kind of goes to my inbox. And then I, you know, can answer those. So I'm not doing it by myself. Um, but yes, it in this day and age with all of the different platforms out there, it is difficult. Um, but I do my best to try and respond to everyone that has asked a question because, you know, my whole goal is to try and help other homeschoolers and, you know, get as much information and, and whatnot as I can out there. So are, um, are the grandparents now totally converted on the homeschooling issue? I think so. <laughs> I haven't asked them <laughs> lately. I mean, my mom, you know, obviously uh, supports us. My husband's parents um, have supported us. And I think now that they see that we've got you know, fairly successful high school students going on and both of them have jobs and, you know, we're looking at colleges now and all of that kind of stuff, getting ready to take SATs and all that scary stuff. Um, I think they are thinking, hey, this isn't so bad of a, <laughs> this isn't this isn't as bad as we thought it was because, you know, years ago, well, and homeschooling is becoming a lot more popular now too, but. Yeah. Have you seen uh, our high school essay intensive? Yes, we've used your essay intensive and we had the elegant essay, but I actually wrote in and wanted to do the essay intensive instead because that one also came with videos and I feel a little more comfortable okay. having you like lead us. <laughs> so Okay, because I was going to say, oh, we should send it to yep. you if you, ha if you don't have it. Yep, both so of my kids have done So one last question. If you have time where you don't have to deal with anyone else or their issues or their problems or any responsibilities for your business or work or household, and you just take some time just to fill yourself up, 
What's your like top few things that you love to do to keep you as happy and good and relaxed and energetic <laughs> as you can be? Because you seem like a very happy, good, energetic, relaxed person that everyone would love to know. Do you have a secret? Um, no, I don't have a secret. I actually don't take a lot of downtime. Um, you know, I do try and spend time in the word, um, in the mornings just so that I feel like I'm a little bit filled up before I have to go and pour out into kids all day. Cause let's face it, that can be really exhausting, but we have quite a busy schedule, so I don't have a whole lot of downtime. So I do that. Um, and then in the afternoons or evenings, if I have some time, I usually do sewing or um, a lot of times I will also just kind of surf around on the internet and kind of see what's out there because I feel like inspiration can come from anywhere and so you know you you get inspired by you were mentioning Heidi St. John at the beginning of this she's amazing and very inspirational so I'm always kind of checking to see what she has she's you know the queen of posting encouragement I think and so uh, you know, just getting encouragement and inspiration from sources everywhere and then I try and kind of funnel that in and then pour that out somehow in my own words to my audience. And I think one of the things that's really important to me is that my readers know that I don't endorse or support or, you know, do promoted blog posts or anything like that for things that I don't fully believe in myself or use myself. Um, I think, you know, when I started blogging, it, it was a temptation to accept any kind of free products you can get, right? Because you're like, oh, wow, people want to send me free stuff. Well, of course, I'll do it. And you get into this point where you're like, well, I don't really like that and I don't want to support that. And there's a level of responsibility, I think, that comes with that where I have a certain amount of followers, whether they're 10 or, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 or whatever. They're looking to me for, you know, advice on whether or not I'm an expert. <laughs> I, I certainly don't feel like I'm an expert, but I still feel that responsibility that whatever I put out to them needs to be something that I fully believe in. And so whenever I'm doing things like this or, you know, blog posts or if I'm using a product and I tell people I'm using a product, they immediately go to that vendor and check it out. So I want to just make sure that anything I'm putting out, my readers know that I would not be, you know, putting it out, endorsing it, supporting it if it wasn't something I truly believed in has worked for us. And I know every family is different in that respect. But, you know, it's definitely something that you know, something we love and, and has been working well for us. And so that gets put out on my website and on my channel and, and whatnot. Well, we're delighted, of course, that IEW has worked for you. Yes, and thank you. Me that too. you're able, that you have a platform to share. And your stories today were fabulous. Can we just end with where can people find you if they want to start following you? Because I, I follow you on your YouTube channel. I, uh, to date, you have 132,000 subscribers <laughs> to your YouTube channel. You do. And a lot of things that you're talking about, you're a crafty woman, I tell you. And <laughs> my daughter-in-law is quite crafty, but whoa, you're in a different league oh, than yeah. I am as far as the sewing and everything. Nah. But so many great things that you're putting out there, including curriculum rec recommendations that are obviously authentic and you just have a lot of integrity. So all that to say is, how do people find you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, you can find me at confessionsofahomeschooler.com, all one word. You can also search for Erica Arndt on Instagram and YouTube, and hopefully I will pop up. Um, but there are links to all of that on my website. So, yeah. Well, great. And, of course, we'll have those links in our show notes. And hopefully people will tune in to see what you have to say, and hopefully it will be an encouragement to them as well. Yeah. So, Erica, thank you for taking the time today. You're busy schedule with all your kiddos and 
I'm sure the older helps the younger, right? Isn't that how you've trained them? We do. We all, we all, it's a team effort. (laughs) Yeah, great. And I love that your mom's involved helping you being your VA, which I know means veterans administrator. No, No. (laughs) virtual assistant. (laughs) Virtual assistant. She's amazing. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. And if you guys ever happen to be accidentally traveling through Oklahoma, which is the only reason anyone would be in Oklahoma, uh, but if you happen to accidentally be passing through Tulsa for any reason, be sure and look us up because it'd be fun to hang out a little bit. Absolutely. I would love to meet you guys in person. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Pudua and the team at IEW, I thank you for allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. <laughs>